Love this podcast? Support this show through the Acast Supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give and there's no regular commitment. Just hit the link in the show description to support now. I'm Ellen Gregory and welcome to the Head in the Clouds podcast. Hey podcasters, I hope you've all had a fabulous week and you are enjoying your Sunday and I hope it is very sunny wherever you are. Last weekend when I last had a podcast out I was busy listening to The Big Weekend all day on the radio and on my phone through the BBC Sounds app and I was just listening to all the headliners, Coldplay, One Direction, Doge Cat, all sorts and I was loving it. Lady Gaga's was so good and I was just in my room tidying. I did a proper, proper deep clean in my room. When I say proper deep clean, I did still shove a few bits like under my bed and in the bottom of my wardrobe but I did hang a lot of stuff up and I kind of just went through and kind of sorted things out while listening and it was so nice. The only sad part was the fact that it was a Sunday and I have work at five. Because if I didn't have to go to work, I would have had some nice drinks and just chilled out and listened to it because it's so good. And it's really put me in the mood to go to some festivals. And next year, I really want to try and go to Reading. I've never been to Reading before, but I feel like that's the next step from Boardmasters. I feel like Boardmasters to Reading is like an even step. Although, to be fair, Boardmasters this year would have been amazing. They were going to have Florence and Machine... Kings of Leon. And that would have been insane. Disney Rascal, Stormzy. So it would have been really, really good. But sadly, that did get cancelled. There is always next year. I just feel really bad for the people that organise it because it's the second year in a row it's had to cancel. And they must be so, like, stressed that they're not going to get as many people go. But I know for Defo, if I'm around and I'm able to go, I'm definitely going because I love Boardmasters. It's so nice. Nuki is lovely and it's just a nice place to go. This week, health-wise, I've been very good. I received my one and a half stone award. I didn't lose it. I so I've lost one and a half stone. I haven't lost the award. I lost the weight, and it feels great to have that award and actually know that I've done that much so far. I, it's been since mid-March that I started my journey. And it's now May, but this week I've been so naughty. I've fallen off the bandwagon completely and I am really ashamed of myself actually because I know I can do better, but at the same time, like, I'm snacking and eating all these naughty foods that I don't even want. Like, I don't feel good when I eat them, but I'm just eating them. And, oh, I'm hungry, so I have a quick fix of something like a chocolate bar but then I'm like oh well if I'd eaten this I'd still be full now or I'd feel better and it is a bit rubbish but I'm gonna try and get myself back on it next week I think maybe I just needed a little bit of a break this week next week I definitely will be better I know I can do it and I completed week three run three for couch to 5k I'm very pumped with that that was two three minute runs two one and a half minute runs and then walking for the others and next week it's two three minute runs two five minute runs and honestly the thought of running five minutes honestly scares me 
like when I'm running the three minutes, she's like, you're halfway through. And I'm like, halfway? Gosh, I've been running about 20 minutes. So for five minutes, I am going to keel over. I'm going to be so knackered. And I am a bit stressed, but I'm sure it'll go all right. I'm going to attempt that today, Sunday evening at about nine o'clock-ish if it's nice weather. If not, I'll have to do it on Monday when it's a bit cooler. I can't do it in the heat at all. I will absolutely melt. Jake also listened to my other podcasts and he heard the part where I said apparently that he's a good motivator and that he motivates me to lose weight and helps me out. That is all lies. He is horrible. He took away my granola cookie after he heard that and wouldn't let me eat it and then tried to take my mouth shut. So I'm never saying anything nice about him on the podcast again. I know he means well though and it was quite funny but I was like I didn't say that I didn't say that but obviously he just listened to it. He is good he is quite good at motivating me. Every time I go to eat something naughty he's like it's a sin and I'm like I don't care I don't care I'm eating it and I think he felt more guilty about me eating Chinese than I felt about me eating Chinese. I actually really enjoyed it I only had sweet and sour chicken balls and chicken fried rice because I don't want to spend loads. Honestly, I loved it. I poured the sauce all over the rice and I had the chicken balls and I could eat that every single day of my life. I know the issue with chicken balls is is I'm addicted. I love them. They're the most, honestly, I think they're the best food on the planet. I think they're my favourite food. I actually think Chinese chicken balls are my favourite. And I know when me and Max are going on our cruise next year, he told me the buffet on the cruise has chicken balls. And I did shed a tear. No, I don't think I shed a tear. I think I got water in my eyes. Because I was so excited at the thought of having unlimited chicken balls at the buffet. And you know that that's an issue. So I need to get my butt in gear and get ready for that. Because I feel like I'll end up eating all the chicken balls every single day. And at the end of the holiday, I'm going to come back two chest sizes up. And I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to regret that week away. So I need to kind of get on it now work really hard and get to where I want to be and then I can kind of plan for the cruise and eat healthy and unhealthy at the same time and just don't go over the top silly and I feel like if I was going in this July I would go over the top silly and I want to enjoy the food and I will enjoy the food but I'm not going to enjoy it to the extent where I am literally stuffing my face for the sole purpose of eating it and stuffing my face I want to eat it to enjoy it And I'm a bit bad. If I am eating something and I don't really like it that much, I'll still eat the whole thing. I shouldn't. I need to just learn to put something down and not touch it and just leave it. I've been getting loads of bits for uni. Today I went into B&M after dropping my sister to work. And I picked up a bath mat, some glasses, toothbrush holder, a bin and some other bits to keep. And my mum has got me loads of bits. She's been putting loads of bits together for me, which is great, don't get me wrong. She's got me towels, she's got me spatula, she's got me a spoon for stirring pastas, and she's got me... That's a really weird way of saying a stirring spoon. She's got me all sorts. She's got me a colander, chopping board. I mean, she's got me two chopping boards, an ice cube tray. I came home and she was like, oh, I've got you a chopping board, and I was like, oh, thanks. And she's already got me a chopping board, so I won't be keeping both. The other one that she's got me was an older one that we had, so I'll get rid of that. But she's trying to, like, pine everything that we have on me. 
like we have loads of mugs in the kitchen and we did a clear out of my kitchen cupboards the other day and she gave me all my mugs bar one that we have downstairs to take up and keep my room and keep safe when I go to uni because she doesn't want them like in the cupboards anymore because there's too many and I was thinking that's all my mugs like fair enough let me have like a few downstairs because they are nice mine I've got some really nice ones and she made me take them up here and put them in so right now I've put them in my bathroom storage unit that she's got me um ready to kind of go but I was thinking oh my god all my mugs like you're wiping away all the memories of LNG ever being here and that's horrible I don't like it I love moving house though we've moved house once in my life and I loved it and I really wish we moved house more I said to mum oh I wish we could just move house I say it all the time she's like ha ah, yeah but I cannot wait to move in it's gonna be so sick but also weird I don't know I think it's very overpriced like paying for a room in a flat shed with other people like I'm paying I think it's 500 a month just for that flat and I have to share it with six other people like I couldn't even justify spending that much really for like well, I guess a flat like a one bedroom studio really but I guess that's just me being tight I am a hellish type person I'm awful. I will not spend stuff unless it's justifiable. And then it'll be payday like today. And I'll spend loads of money on loads of random things that I don't need. And that's the worst part. I can never justify paying anything on things that like is actually something I need. But when it comes to paying for something that I don't need. I'm like yeah I'll do it. Take my card. Take all the cash. Oh have an extra tenner. Help yourself. Kind of thing. And it's just ridiculous. I just don't understand myself sometimes. I just think I need to chill out. Although, I did pay for my MOT and got that done this week. And my car passed, which is great. It had one advisory. And the advisory was that there is a slight tear on one of the wheels. I think it's the passenger side. But not enough to fail the MOT. It's not. It's very small. But that's happened from me curbing it so much. And they said to me, you shouldn't use your tyres as a brake. I was like, oh shit, they know. The thing is though, sometimes I'm driving and I do just hit the curb a bit. Like, and I've done it quite a few times. It's very embarrassing. And I've done it by like a roundabout quite a lot. I go up on the curb a bit. And I've gotten a lot better now. But when I first started driving, I was terrible. I was doing it all the time. And they've obviously sussed that right out. And I'm like, oh god, that's so embarrassing. They know that I can't drive I mean, when I came back to collect my car, they'd already, like, reversed it and, like, turned it round ready for me, which was great. But at the same time, I was like, oh, maybe they did that just because they don't trust me not to hit any of the other cars. I was like, oh, God, could you imagine? They're really worried that I'm going to um hit all their others, so they had to turn it around. They're lovely down there. And then I had a really, really weird day yesterday. So the day kind of went quite normal. And then in the evening, I was out playing golf. I was just doing some practicing of golf. And I basically will use a numbered golf club to hit the ball down to, like, the furthest post. Because I have three posts set up and I hit the furthest one. And then I use the pitching wedge to hit the ball back up the garden. And so I start down the bottom and we'll hit it kind of thing. And I was doing my thing, doing my golf, trying to get in the zone. So because Jake's dad has bought me and Jake these golf lessons for Christmas... I'm trying to get a little bit of practice in now because I've never played golf, ever. Apart from mini golf, which doesn't count, but I still beat Jake first time. Ooh. But I need to get these lessons in now 
and be ready. So when I first go for my first lesson, they don't have to teach me the beginner, beginner, beginner basics. They can start saying, oh, well, you know how to hold it. You know how to do this, you know how to do that. So we'll start with this and build me up like that. And so I've just been doing this practicing and I was out there practicing doing the golf and my shots were getting a lot better than they have been. And I was really, really impressed. And then out of nowhere, I just see something above me in the sky and I'm like, what is that? And I thought, oh, maybe it must be a bird or a bat. So I look up and then it kind of like disappears. So I just kind of look around and there's this baby bird just sat on the grass, like two metres away from me, practising at social distancing. What a good little boy. And I'm like, hello, what are you doing? So I kind of get a bit closer because I'm like, well, you know, birds don't usually land close and stay there. They usually will land near you and then fly off pretty soon. So I get a little bit closer, get a little bit closer and it's still there. So I go down on my knees and I'm on my knees and this bird is just looking at me. So it knows I'm there and it doesn't fly off. So I put my hand out and I'm like crouched down, put my hand out and I kind of stroke its back like with my thumb it's a very very small bird it was a blue tear it was tiny and I'm showing it's back with my thumb and it just hops under my finger and I'm like oh hello and it is a wild bird it's not like someone's cockatoo or something that they've been training and I kind of bring it up and I'm like cup it round and I'm like oh my goodness hello so I get a photo with this bird on me and I'm just stroking him and he pooed on my hand so I had to rub that on the grass but it was just so mad that this bird just lay like was sat on my finger for so long and didn't care when I walked up the garden or that it was windy. Then after a while, after it had been a while, I thought, oh, maybe it can't fly. So I kind of held my hand out with my finger out to try and see if it would fly away. And it did after a while. And it could fly fine. But I think it was because it was quite young, it got a bit tired out. And I think it was like kind of appreciative that I kind of picked it up and helped out a little bit. But at the same time, I was like, what is this bird doing? Because if I was a bird and I saw... The five foot eight LNG in front of me, I'd be absolutely scared. I would not stay anywhere near this crazy woman and I would have flown right off. Even if I couldn't fly, I would have made a bolt for it with my legs. Like, it's scary. We're so big compared... Like, this bird was half the size of my hand and I've got quite big hands, actually. And he was tiny, so cute. And I was like, oh my gosh, you need to go. You need to fly away. It's normal. But I felt like Snow White, you know, when she has all the birds land on her. I think it's in Shrek that happens, actually. And all the birds kind of land down her arms. Look, I, I honestly, I did feel like that. And I've been out in the garden, truth be told, as a kid and tried that out. Like I've gone in the garden like going, la, 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 la. And then the birds are meant to go, and they don't. But I've been out in the garden as a kid, quite, quite young, I will admit. Not recent years, doing that. And it never happened, but that was, I was so cool. I was like, oh my gosh, this is so random. And it was the sweetest bird ever. I wish I could have kept it, or just kind of made sure it was okay. But obviously, it's best not to interfere with nature and let it do its thing. And speaking of nature, that is what today's podcast is kind of about, even though it's taken me a very, very, very long time to get to the topic. 
So World Environment Day is this Friday, the 5th of June, and it is celebrated on the 5th of June, the United Nations principal vehicle for encouraging awareness and action for the protection of our environment. Now, I have studied environmental science and geography and I absolutely love the world. The world is such a fascinating place to me. I love David Attenborough. I love documentaries on it. I cry when the tiger cub dies and I love it. I absolutely love everything to do with the environment. I love rainforests. I love the woods. I love the beach. I love um, coral reefs. I love mangroves i love everything i think it's amazing and i think our world is incredible and i wish that people shared as much concern over the world as they do money and small problems and i think where we live and the place that we live is something we need to learn to protect the most because it is so ridiculous how climate change is being allowed to carry on even though this is our home this is where we have to go and we have no other choice we have to stay here whether we like it or not and it's so silly that people are ignoring the effects of global warming and the way that we live that it's being ignored because we are going to end up in a disaster global warming is one thing that definitely does scare me and it's something that i feel like we need to raise more awareness of because it is such a huge 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 problem that we don't really have an answer for Yes, we could stop using cars, but realistically, cars aren't just the problem. There is also the problem of farming, there's the problem of air travel, there's the problem of clothing and the way that we mass-produce clothes for fast fashion. And there's just so many things that contribute to global warming and the way that it happens. And I've got some information off of National Geographic right now. And it just says, glaciers are melting, sea levels are rising, cloud forests are dying and wildlife is scrambling to keep pace. And that is true. When you look at the world, you do see that glacial ice melt continues during these times. And obviously the increased climate does not help that. But then that will leave things like polar bears without their habitat, without their home. And that's such a worry because once we lose those beautiful creatures, they are extinct, they are gone. And the amount of animals that are at risk of extinction and that are becoming extinct is incredible. And some of these species that are becoming extinct, we haven't even discovered yet because there are so many species on this planet. Due to glacial ice melt, we will get a sea level rise and sea level rise will affect places like the Maldives, such a beautiful place, somewhere on my bucket list to travel. They will be affected. Tuvalu, a country, really small country, is being affected by sea level rise. Sea level rise by one metre and you haven't got the Maldives anymore and small coastal areas will flood and people will then have to move inland, which will cause more destruction because we'll have to build houses and we'll have to make a new way to live. Forests are always being chopped down. They're being set on fire to make room for farmland. And it's horrible because trees can't move as fast as animals can. When you see global warming and you see an issue or you're seeing area dries up, when they're drying up, areas are due to desertification. Desertification? Desertification? Due to to desertification because of the heat, trees take longer to move because they have to 
replant themselves and regrow a full tree to then be able to replant themselves again and that takes a hell of a long time compared to animals who are, are luckier that they can move out the way of these issues and it says here it has become clear that humans have caused most of the past century's warming by releasing heat trapping gases as we power our modern lives called greenhouse gases their levels are higher now than at any time in the last 800,000 years and it's crazy to think in the last 20 years 19 of those years have been the hottest years on record one being three years before that all our hottest years ever on record and you can look at records of how hot it was due to looking at tree rings you can look at ice cores and scientists can use those to tell them how hot it was and also like carbon levels and all sorts and you think they were like in the last 20 years think about in 20 years time how much hotter it's going to get if we've seen a increase even though we do refer to it as global warming it is causing a set of changes to the earth's climate or the long-term weather patterns i don't know if you know what an el nino el nino is but every four to seven years an el nino will change the wind patterns and it will reverse the trade winds and so australia is between like australia and chile or indonesia oh what countries i think it's between australia and chile and it will swap so australia will have it really dry and chile will have a really 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 wet year i'm 100 percent sure that's how it is and then these happen it's just a phenomenon that happens literally every between every four to seven years it happens and they change over their weathers both their weathers basically swap over completely and due to global warming these are becoming more extreme and i you will remember australia had forest fires at the start of this year that were going on for so long and destroyed so much of australia's rainforest and it was so sad to see and that is due to global warming because the ground's hotter, everything's dried out and it sets fire a lot easily. levels of greenhouse gases have always changed throughout earth's history i mean when we had volcanoes going off this is before life was really ever life they were releasing so much carbon dioxide and that was turning into water and that's how we got rivers and that's how we got lakes and that was a time when the earth would have been full of carbon dioxide but then things started to grow and then the levels went down but then they've been fairly constant until the past 150 years and through burning fossil fuels and other activities we have ended up releasing a lot of greenhouse gases especially in the last few decades when humans have really evolved and have modernized and it isn't great it's worrying it's not ideal because it is a worry that we are going to get too hot and once we get too hot, we will reach what they call a tipping point where the changes of climate change and our warming will be irreversible. 
and we'll get to a stage where we cannot uh, we can't stop it we can't change it and if you think once that increases the amount of flash floods flooding of droughts drying fires will be insane and we will not be able to stop that the amount of things we will lose living things that we will lose because they can't adapt to the change is also worrying there are a lot of animals that won't be able to move on to eating a different food and it's worrying because by 2050 there is a prediction that sea levels will rise between 1 and 2.3 feet as the glaciers melt which will be enough to flood countries but there has been a great thing that has come with coronavirus now i don't know if you've seen that due to covid19 the environment has become a lot better so due to the coronavirus the economy pause led to a massive drop in air pollution improving great ecology in the regions and as consequence saving life and it's been amazing i don't know if you've seen the photos but there is amazing 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 things that has happened i mean you just have to kind of go online and you'll see them like air pollution clears in northern italy after coronavirus lockdown And I don't know if you saw that swans went back to the canals. China's air pollution went to nearly non-existent in some areas or very, very, very low. Cleaner water, cleaner air. You've got Italy, which is Italy's waters in their canals has cleared and like swans and fish have returned. And it's amazing to see that the wildlife is beginning to thrive. They're living without humans. The amount of animals I've seen recently out and about has been crazy you don't usually see things i mean wales they had goats going into their village and people have had deer they've had all sorts of animals just literally thriving and living a lot better because we're gone in countries where they keep lots of monkeys that usually get fed by tourists they might be thinking what the hell is going on where are the people to feed me and it has been amazing and there's been so much that's happened due to coronavirus the earth has become a lot better and there has been a massive fall of the co2 concentrations and this is what the planet needed the planet needed this and i think it's great that we've had it because everyone's traveling less i mean people aren't flying usually there's a million people in the sky at once that is crazy to think that right now it's pretty much zero maybe a few but not many And I think that if we could keep this up, we might have a chance to save our planet. But the thing is, is my worry is that we will go back to how we were. I mean, there's probably a lot more waste now of PPE. That will be litter. But at the same time, we have lots of positives. Global air traffic dropped by 60%. Dip in emissions from the pre-crisis levels, encouraging some hope to our global society may indeed be able to reduce greenhouse gases emissions substantially. But basically what I want to say is, if we all do our bit and we all stick together, we can sort out climate change. We can surpass it. We can make our planet a home forever and we can make it a planet for everyone. And that is the end of the podcast. I hope you enjoyed it. Keep me posted with any cool updates. Follow the Head in the Clouds podcast on Instagram and also email the Head in the Clouds podcast at gmail.com with any of your environmental concerns or anything really. Let us know how you're getting on during lockdown. I hope you're all doing well. I'm sending my love and on Monday apparently we're allowed to meet up to six people in the garden so that would be quite cool it means you get the boys together so I'm excited to have friends over but at two meter distance and just in the garden.
because you've got to social distance. But it'll be cool anyway. I can't believe the times we're living in. I hope you all have a lovely week and I'll see you soon. Bye.